Hi, friends. Welcome to episode 208 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker. My guest today is Casey Stroh. She is one of the stars of High School Musical, and I cannot wait to deep dive with her about all things Hollywood, uh, High School Musical, body positivity, mama supporting mamas, all of this good stuff. You guys are going to love this episode. So here we go. Come on, mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hi, everyone. I'm so thrilled that you are joining me on this episode today because my guest is Casey Stroh. She is an actress, a dancer, and a mama of two little girls. And you guys are going to love our conversation. We are deep diving into body positivity, what it means to be a plus size person in Hollywood, um, the stigma that can sometimes come along with that, but also how um, we are both really breaking stereotypes, you know, like she is an incredibly talented dancer. And a lot of people don't think that plus size women or men really can dance. And she is proving them wrong. She's an amazing dancer. Um, I think I'm actually going to do a TikTok duet with her and try to do one of her dances, but I don't know if I'll be able to keep up. So you guys will have to be on the lookout for that. And I don't know about you guys, but I have been feeling like I'm about to give birth. And I mean, the presidential election is coming up next week. (laughs) And I feel like I've been pregnant for four years, ready to get this baby out of here. So no matter what side of the political aisle you're on, everybody I think is feeling this intensity, this building up um, to our election that's coming up in a few days. And I'm just ready for it to be over with. I'm just ready to move on to you know, have some kind of answer one way or another, because honestly, the election years now, they don't last just a couple of months. They last for years. Like remember all of the um, Democratic primaries last year and the Democratic um, candidate debates were like all of 2019, you know? So here we are. It's a, it's a week before the election. It's going to be a big day. Um, That being said, I actually, and putting a lot of my entertainment coverage for NBC on hold for the next week because I am so excited. I have been asked to be part of the election coverage night, uh, election night coverage team. What that means is I'm going to be going into my news station, going into the NBC Los Angeles station for the first time since March. And I'm going to be covering the election on election night. Like this is history in the making and I'm going to be right in the middle of it. I'm going to be talking about what's trending on social media. I'm going to be doing live shots on all of our social channels. We are going to be talking to the viewers, um, and engaging with them as much as possible about what's going on, about what they're seeing, what their voting experience was like, the propositions, you know, what they felt about, oh, there's so many propositions um, happening in California right now and the elections and Senate races and all this stuff. So it's going to be a really exciting night. And I, you know, I was talking to Chris and I said, I can't remember the last time I covered an election as a reporter. And I've covered it as a writer and producer here in LA, but as a reporter, oh my gosh, it's been like maybe 16, 17 years. Like it's been a really long time. Um, 
but I still feel like my inner news nerd still just can't wait to get back in the saddle and be like, yeah, let's do this. Let's, let's talk about history. Let's talk about, uh, politics. Um, so it's going to be a really fun night and I'm looking forward to that. So make sure you follow along, uh, on the Heather Brooker on Instagram and Facebook and on Twitter at Heather Brooker. I'm going to be tweeting like crazy, sharing as much as I can about, um, the night and, um, what we're seeing happening in our country. So that being said, I don't want to talk about too much politics. I'm sure we'll be able to have a recap next week. <laughs> we'll, we'll revisit it. Um, but I mostly want to get to my interview with Casey. She's so much fun. I mean, listen, you guys know I started this podcast as a way to connect with other moms in my industry and share our love of film and television and entertaining but also really just talk about our families and our kids and how we're sort of balancing this world of entertainment with our love of family. And Casey is a great example of that. She was a huge star because of the high school musical series. And she's really taken time to focus on her family and focus on her kids. And she lives in Utah. And, um, we had a really great conversation about being plus size in this industry, what it means to be body positive and how we can pass along those message, um, not just to other kids, um, but also to our own children. So, um, you guys are really going to enjoy this conversation with Casey Strove. You look so cute. I feel bad now that I'm like, I didn't like put on a face for you. (laughs) Ah, you're fine. I would prefer us. I would honestly prefer us being our jammas and be real. So yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, first of all, I'm so glad that you took the time to talk with me. I know you're super busy with mom life and TikTok life, um, which we have both, I think, recently become obsessed with. Did you just start jumping on a TikTok in the pandemic or were you on there before? So I posted a few videos before that. In mm-hmm. fact, <laughs> the first video I ever Put on there it you know went viral and I was like oh what is this maybe I should actually try yeah, forget this. Instagram like yeah, what am I doing um but then yeah I sat on it and just you know mom life and things like that and then um occasionally I'll do some master classes um as far as choreography goes and dance and all the teenage girls were were on TikTok and were like you've got to do this you've got to try so I did a few with them and that's kind of when I realized, okay, we've, we've got something here. But once again, you know, mom life, just kind of like life. whatever. But yeah, quarantine will do that to you suddenly. It totally will. You find your creativity <laughs> all of a sudden. You're like, oh, I think I'm, I'm, I'm funny and I can do all these things now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's because as moms, we have no excuse now. You know, we always have the excuse of everything going on around us. And then quarantine hit and I was like, dang it, I have no excuse not to give this some effort. So yeah, I love it. And I know you and I are both addicted. Yes, I'm so addicted. Like I remember a year ago at Friendsgiving with some of my friends here telling them about TikTok because I had just signed up and I was just like mindlessly scrolling. I hadn't really posted much. And they were like, that's for kids. Like nobody's going to do that. Like that's for like my eight-year-old. One mom was like, my seven-year-old is on that. And I was like, well, me too. And I love it. Um, But I didn't really start posting until like earlier this year. And then I was like, oh, this is what this is all about. So, um, and I'm so jealous of your dance moves. I, in my mind, I think I'm a dancer. And then I watch you dance and I watch like, (laughs) you know, um, professional people dance. And I'm just like, I cannot dance. 
Oh, you're so sweet. Yes, you can. I, I, I believe. I believe in you. And you can always come anytime and we will have some dance lessons together. Oh, I love right? that. So are you in LA or are you in Utah? So I am in Utah currently. Um, I, you know, pre-pandemic would just fly in and out often for, you know, auditions or reads sure. or those kind of things or master classes. But you know, pandemic kind of throws a wrench in that. Yeah, so it totally does. It's so weird. So, so I are you mostly based in, in Utah? You, you, that's where yeah. you live like year round and then you just pop into LA for auditions and stuff like that. Well, yeah. I mean, on the plus side though, now since everything is virtual, it kind of makes it a little easier, right? Like, don't you think? Yes, exactly. And that's, that's why we did that is, mm-hmm. you know, in the beginning when I first got into the industry, it was like, you had to be in LA, you had to be there working, you had to be going to the events mm-hmm. every weekend um, to stay relevant. It was just such a thing. And now we're so lucky. We're so blessed to live in this digital world where we can, you know, self tape and things like that. So um, when that kind of started shifting that direction, and then, you know, my husband, Ben and I started talking about having babies. We were like, you know, both of our families are in Utah and we benefited a lot from being raised with cousins and uncles and aunts and grandparents. So we wanted that for our kiddos too. I love that. I wish that I, um, I wish that I had enough faith in myself and my career to move out of LA. Um, I'm, I feel weirdly tied to this because as I'm a reporter for NBC LA and I'm an entertainment reporter, in addition to being an actress as well. And I feel like I, I did not have success like you did. Um, I haven't quite reached that pinnacle. Um, and I feel like if I leave, it may never happen. So like, that's my fear. But then there's also a huge part of me that goes, but everything is virtual now. And this living here is so cost prohibitive, um, that it's worth another look to see, you know, where we could, where else we could live and still try to, you know, maintain our careers. Exactly. It is, it is hard and it was not an easy decision by any means, but for the record, I am going to back you and say, girl, you are so successful and so talented because I love looking, like looking through your resume. I'm like, yes, like, look, you got to do an episode here and an episode here and an episode there. Like, so round of applause. Thank you. You're so sweet. Thank you. I'm very, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I feel like it's um, taking forever to get to where I want to be. I feel like it's like, just like slowly, like creeping along to where I want to, to where I'd like to be. But I'm, I have no complaints. I'm, I'm very happy with but my, I, my job. I think that a lot of that for us too, is being character actors. Yes. And yeah. that's really, really hard and really kind of tricky is like roles for us don't come along every single day. No, they don't. We, up until this point, we've kind of, um, you know, handed it over to to the entertainment gods and pray that the producers and things like that. Have some um, like creativity and yeah. But that's well, why I, I love that things are shifting now because yes. like now we can become our own creators and we don't have to give them all of that power. We get to exactly. take exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I absolutely love that you said that. And I want to, I want to dive into that. There's actually a lot I want to talk to you about, but first let's back up. We got to talk about first, did you start as a singer and dancer? Um, and then how did you get into high school musical? Um, was it, 
was that something you were aiming for um, as a performer or was it like a casting call that someone's like, hey, you'd be great for this? <laughs> I'm glad you asked that question. Um, so I grew up in the competitive dance world, like hardcore competitive dance. I started at the age of two. I had older sisters that were dancers. Um, <clears throat> so that was a huge part of my life. But in about like fourth or fifth grade, I tried out for like one of the little musicals and it was The Wizard of Oz. And I ended up in the role of Dorothy, which I was so surprised because I hadn't dabbled into like the acting singing part of it. And that's when I truly like, I fell in love with it. And I, mm. I said, I want to be a famous triple threat when I grow up. Oh, and I love that. Thank goodness my parents didn't just laugh at or discourage me. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, thank goodness they were always very supportive. And so like, I, I still was really thick into the dance world, but about junior high, I started, you know, taking acting lessons just locally and, and dabbling into the singing and kind of spreading my eggs out of just the dance basket. But um, I was just one of those people that was super, super blessed. My story is not normal um, of how I booked High School Musical. It's not the typical. Mm -hmm. um, I actually went that day as a back to audition to be a backup dancer and I was really insecure at the time I just had knee surgery and you know being someone who dances five hours a day after school yeah. when you have knee surgery and you stop that um, I gained like 50 pounds in two months wow so, because uh, I had a blood clot in my calf and it like was this big drama. So and I ended up- how old up, were you? I was 19. 19? So um, I was very insecure when I went to that first audition, but I had an old choreographer friend that told me to go and was like, just go, it'll be fun. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm 19. <laughs> I guess I might be able to pull off like high school age. And I was teaching dance to younger kids at the time. And I thought, you know what, like, I'm going to take them and give them the opportunity to have a legit audition. Um, but I'm going to go and I'm going to try out myself. So I went and um, Kenny Ortega actually came up to me after I auditioned. And once again, Heather, I was so insecure even being in the dance world my whole life that extra 50 pounds just like had really like I don't know it just shook me and everyone was in like their bra tops and spankies and I wasn't uh -huh. <laughs> and Kenny Ortega walked up to me after my dance audition and he grabbed my hands and he said I love you you're different oh my gosh that's it amazing and did it you was, just burst into tears and be like, oh yes. my God, <laughs> you know me, you know, I did. Yeah, I love that. Oh yeah. It was, um, it was a very pivotal moment for me, not sure. only obviously in my career, but in my journey of body positivity and in my journey of like self-worth. And so that is how I ended up actually booking that role is he said to me after that, he's like, please tell me you sing. And I'm like, I do, I do. I've practiced locally. <laughs> and he's like, do you act? I'm like, yeah, I've done a few things here and there. And so then I had the chance to read for Martha. And <laughs> later on, he ended up uh, confessing to me and he said, you know, we, we auditioned for Martha in LA and we auditioned for Martha in New York. And I just didn't feel like we found her. And, there you were hiding in Utah 
with all the backup dancers, you know, and I'm like, what a blessing. Like I just, so yeah, my story, once again, not typical, but just, I feel so blessed. I love that. And also I love that you didn't have to be in LA and New York. (laughs) You you still found success. Like we were saying earlier, there's this, uh, this idea that you only can be in LA or New York to be discovered anymore. And I just don't think that's the case. And that may have been like, you know, one of the beginning uh, moments of people realizing like, oh my God, there's talented people everywhere that are not in LA and New York. So that's so amazing. Like what a great story and so inspirational too. And I would love to know, I mean, you mentioned body positivity and I'm sure you get asked about this a lot. Um, And I always hesitate asking about this because I never want someone to feel like um, they have to talk about their body image. They have to talk about these things. Um, But I feel like just based on what I've read about you in the articles and what you, how you share your life on on social media, that you're comfortable talking about it. Absolutely. Are you at all... Well, I mean, there's a couple of questions I want to ask you. First of all, I want to ask you, did you ever feel um, that you were treated any differently on the set because you were a plus size person um, and any time in the industry? Um, have you ever had somebody shame you in some way or, or anything like that because you're plus size? Oh my goodness. Where do we start? Oh, no. <laughs> where, do we, where do we begin with this? Oh, oh my no. gosh. So... Um, I don't know. A lot of people don't know what gifting suites are, but they used to be like a really big thing. Yeah, so they, gifting, they still are. Not during the still, pandemic, but yeah, they still are. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when you reach certain status or whatever, blah, 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 as an actor, you know, it's like trick-or-treating for celebrities. You go around and you take a picture with people's product and put it in the bag and, you know, win-win. And um, I think for almost every event or every gifting suite, I... I have ever been to, especially in the beginning before I was really recognizable. Like I walk in the door and every time they're like, Oh, who are you with? Oh, whose publicist are you? Oh, who, you know, like oh. immediately assuming that there's no way that, that you could be, the I would be star. the star. Yeah. And the yeah, that I could be the talent. And, um, you know, of course, you know, me, I'm never going to be, you know, mean to anyone, but just, smile and then my publicist would step in and say this is Casey Stroh from High School Musical and they'd look at the list and you could tell they you know felt really stupid <laughs> <laughs> but you know I, I hated that always being a thing and I definitely have felt um you know the insecurities on set and things like that mm-hmm. luckily with Kenny Ortega as the director he really set a precedence and a standard um, he is so loving and so open and, and almost loves showcasing, you know, every shape, size, color. Mm-hmm. And so I think that really helped as far as the high school musical sets go. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely. Ha- every- I'm sure. And getting dresses for red carpets. Oh, yeah. That we, was- we hit up Lane Bryant and Torrid, mm-hmm. but yep. they only go so far. <laughs> yep. They, you know, they're not exactly like haute couture or anything like that. So, so yeah, um, that was always such a stressor, like stressor and such, such an issue. Mm-hmm. And you would think that people would be dying at that mm-hmm. point, you know, yeah. to like, oh, we want to dress you for mm-hmm. the premiere of your own movie. Yeah. Um, and even then, I, I found someone, like, in Utah that was this beautiful designer to custom make me a gown. 
Cause yeah, like, no one else would. yeah, that's so crazy to me. I mean, now you have like a couple of top tier designers, yes. um, that, that include plus sizes and, and different sizes and things like that. But and that's all new. Yeah. It's all new. Only like all new. in the past few years. And even then it's only a couple people, yep. you know, I, I, I cover red carpets or I did before all this stuff happened. And I was on the red carpet once or twice a week and I would just be like, I don't have anything to wear. Now, granted, it's not my movie. It's not my premiere, but I'm still showcasing still, on the red carpet. Would, yeah, I'm sure you would love <clears> to feel <throat> dressed for the occasion. And Yeah, so I was constantly, like, hitting up the Lane Bryant sale rack. <laughs> like, yes. what do they have left? Yes. Like, see, that's, like, only, like, 20 bucks. Um, I get so, it, girl. Yeah, so I totally, I totally get that. Well, I want to know what you think about, um, recently, some of the plus-size, like, celebrities, some of the plus-size... Um, people who have, I don't want to say they've been advocates for the plus size community, but they've been people we kind of look up to. Like you've got Adele and Rebel Wilson who have had dramatic weight losses. Um, I want to know like what you think about that. Do you think that, um, that kind of, I don't want to say takes away from their, um, what they've done in the past to support and encourage people who are plus size, but I don't know. I just, I feel weird about it. I'm like, why did you guys feel like you needed to do that? You know, I mean, I, but then I'm, I'm like, it's none of my business. So, you know, I'm totally, totally. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm actually really glad Heather, that you brought this up. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you notice from the first film, when I'm like fresh off of my knee surgery to the third film, um, I lost a significant amount of weight as, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as well, not only because I was doing physical therapy and dancing again. So that obviously just naturally helps. Yeah. But let's be honest in our industry you can only you know we try to toughen up our skin but you can only handle so many comments Mm -hmm. um trying to make you feel like you are not valid or you do not deserve to be there and you know just hateful things i was one of and i hate saying this i don't say it to boast but i was one of the first ones really on you know, especially children's television mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was plus size. And you would be amazed at how many letters I was sent by parents saying, I'm so ashamed of Disney for putting you on oh, our televisions, prom- promoting, you know, obesity and being unhealthy and you just need to go away and oh. you don't deserve this success. Like horrible, horrible things. I've literally, the hair on my arms is standing up. That makes me so angry. <laughs> right? I it was that somebody would have yes. the gall, the audacity. And a parent. A parent. A parent. Like, you've had children. Like, I'm someone's daughter. Like, you should oh my. connect that. You know what I mean? And, and I was just thinking, oh, my gosh, this is so horrible. And I hate to say it, but, I mean, that was before Adele. That was before, like, any – I, I felt so lonely. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. just say that. I felt sure. very – alone in my uh body positive struggle and I, I kept thinking these people know nothing about me I've grown up my whole life dancing and eating healthy and it's just you know I have this thyroid issue and I'm just built this way and I'm muscular these people have they don't even know me and and they're attacking me and I feel like as much as I want to claim that like oh my skin was tough and it didn't affect me those things were still human beings sure and those things hurt and I'm sure you know Adele hears it Rebel Wilson hears it oh my gosh yeah I get 
that at some point you just long to be like, I just want to be known as being me, not plus exactly. You. Yeah. Yeah. The plus size version of, of you. And, and so I hesitated yeah. to bring it up because I, I agree with you. I never want people to feel like that is who they are or who they identify as, but I feel like it's something important that but you don't and I you feel, but, but that's the thing is like, um, you know, I even had at an event, I even had a mom walk their child up to me and they're like, Oh, remember, remember she played the fat girl that danced on the table. Stop it. And I was like, so uncomfortable, like being raised in a family where like that, you just wouldn't have said that, you know, like you would have said, you know, there's other great (laughs) words to describe people. What did you say? You're so sweet. I'm sure you probably just like let it go, but I'm not a nice person. I don't know that I would have let that go. I would have been like, bitch, who do you think? Right? Like, and to then teach your son that, like literally teach your son that right in front of me. And I was like, yes, I am the bigger girl that dances on the table and just kind of like corrected the mom that way, but like nicely. Um, And so, you know, I get why we have those moments where we're just like, we cave and we're just like, I'm so sick of it. I just want to be known for my talents and my work and not have that be what defines me. But in an interview once, you know, somebody asked me about that and the word fat, cause I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the word fat. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people own that in the plus size movement now. And I'm like, I don't, I don't like it. It's just not nice. I'm old school. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm like, here's the thing. I don't want, like, I'm just Casey. Like I, and I shocked them because I said, oh, I'm not fat. And they like paused. <laughs> I'm like, that's not who I am. Yeah. Yes, I have some extra fat right. on my body, but right. that's not who I am. Yeah. Um, and they were like, you know, that's a good point. I see why you, you say it that way. And that, yeah. I just want to be known as Casey no matter what size because I am a fluctuator. I'm an up and downer like crazy. But... It, uh, I, I have to admit, other like when I, when I saw Adele and I saw the images and when I see Rebel, there is a little bit a part of my body positive heart now that goes like, oh no, like they got to you. They, <laughs> they got to you they and, hurt, and they, I, they hurt I you. Kids who are looking up to them going, oh, so that's what I have to do eventually, yeah. you know, like, yep. And honestly, you know, it's not, it's not for me to judge their choices, what they're doing. And um, that's not what I'm trying to do by bringing it up. But I do wonder if you're right, like eventually it got to them and the pressures and who knows why they did it. Maybe they were just, you know, the same reason I, every six months decide I'm going to go to the gym (laughs) and (laughs) try to work out. Maybe they just had one of those moments. They were like, this is my year. I'm going to get get healthy. Absolutely. Um, And, and I've always been someone who claims, you know, yes, I'm a huge advocate in body positivity, but I'm also a huge advocate in health. mm -hmm. Um, I am not like, yeah, sit on the couch and eat bonbons all day. (laughs) that's what overweight people do exactly and then and I look at like, people like Lizzo who are just like killing it on stage it. like she even said the other day too that she's tired of people she's like I'm tired of being the ambassador for fat people and for talented people because I am a talented person I'm Lizzo you know and she's like and so everybody needs to stop asking me about my weight and all this stuff so I it oh, was I can, um yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, you see that too. And I'm all about like, you know, 
help to do what do what is the best for you and mm-hmm. and there are endorphins for you know that come with working out and especially Adele I know she's gone through a hard divorce that makes sense you know maybe mm-hmm. that's her therapy she's getting her revenge body yeah <laughs> so so yeah everyone out there please know that I'm like I'm all about you know do whatever makes them happy and mm-hmm. be healthy and be happy but I do feel like we are in an uphill battle um, to let especially young people and teens know that being big does not equal being unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I can be, I can love myself no matter what size I'm at. It never did anyone any good to beat yourself up. Like that doesn't, that's Mm -hmm. not going to help you feel better or motivate you or help you love yourself, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So, um, and I, I thought I was getting so much better. And then when I taught this last year, when I taught those master classes, I was listening to these young teen girls just rip themselves to shreds and they are these beautiful athletic dancers. And I'm just going, what am I hearing right now? Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, some of it unfortunately even comes from parents and moms insecurities mm-hmm. talking about sure. their diets or them or how, oh, I've had my sixth baby and look at me, like, oh, I'm so disgusting now. Mm-hmm. Look at these guys, like right in front of their children. And so <clears throat> they hear it. And even the, the little boys, we have to remember, little boys are learning how to look at women as well by hearing those kind of comments. Some like, of them, oh, she has big thighs. She's not, she's not beautiful. She's not beautiful. Yeah. Some of the meanest comments I've gotten on my TikToks have been from little boys. Like yep. some of the meanest comments have uh-huh. been from little boys. That I'm just like, whoa, what, who, t- you who is saying this to you in your house? And why yeah. do you think this is okay to say to us complete stranger? Like, yeah. um, I, I love your attitude. I love that your philosophy and, and all of the things that you're talking about. And I would love to know how that translates into your parenting, into motherhood. Are you, is this something you guys talk a lot about in your house? Like body positivity? Does it just, yeah. it probably just exudes naturally from you because that's who you are. No. Well, thanks. <laughs> um, it, it is. This is how I have decided and with years and years of research, obviously, on this topic and living it, you know, my husband and I decided very early on with our girls that we were going to constantly build them up. I would much rather have little, you know, confident firecrackers running around that I have to tone down versus, <laughs> you know, trying to, the world will you know, we'll knock them down. We'll I'd chip rather. away at them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what I'm I mean? looking so, forward to that. <laughs> so we have always done that. And as well as, you know, I walk around often, you know, they see me in the morning in my bra and underwear and things like that. And, you know, my, my little one would say to me, mom, you have a, you have a big tummy. And I'm like, you're right, honey. I do. Oh, my daughter says that too. And at first I'm just like, oh. It stings, like, right? Yeah, I'm like, well, she's not wrong. (laughs) I know, right? So at first, it stings, and then you go, you know what? I just want to talk about this very nonchalantly, and I want to, that's right, honey. Like, and you grew inside of my tummy, and I'm so grateful to my body that it was able to grow you and stretch out. And they're fascinated by that. They're like, yeah. And they're just like, wow, mom, that's so cool, you know? And then I'm like, yep. And now, see, there's some squishy skin left, but you know what? It doesn't matter because this is just my shell mm-hmm. while I'm on earth. 
and that's what my body is. And I'm just so grateful for all the things it can do. It can lift you. It can carry you. I have strong legs. So anytime those things come up, I always try to, you know, shift it into a positive thing. That's right. Mom has really strong legs so that I can carry you and run it, run with you at the park. I don't run. I don't run though. I don't do that. You're right. I I watch her run. I'm like, you go, you go, mommy sees you and I support you. (laughs) I love it because I can totally relate. Yeah. As my Uh, husband says, he says, running is for cowards. (laughs) Running is for cowards. Right. Like, why are we all running? My daughter runs constantly though. She's always running everywhere. And and I'm like, I'm such a bad mom because I'm like, stop running. (laughs) Stop running so much. Like I can't love you. Man, I, I can definitely relate to that. Running is not my favorite thing. It's not my thing. I found a love for it at like one point in my life when I was like working out really, really hard. And I was like, oh, I think I get it. I think I like You're found like, oh, that runner's yeah. high that like people are talking about. And then it was like the next week I like rolled my ankle and sprained it. And I was like, well, that's done. Well, I'm done. Yeah. That was never meant to happen. Running yes. sucks again. Yeah. You have those moments where you're like, Oh, okay. I think I get it. And then something happens and, and you're just like, no, this is too much. People who run on purpose. I'll I'll dance for my exercise. At least it's fun. Do, um, do your kids have your dancing skills? No, they, they do. I thought Um, you were going to say, no, they don't. I was like, like, wow, just call them out. The thing, my, my first daughter, my, my little Zeta, she has, she's very shy and she has a lot of anxiety that we have to work through mm-hmm. as well as um, both of my kids have some, some sensory things that we have to work through, but um, <laughs> they both have sensory processing disorder, which couldn't be a whole nother conversation <laughs> if we want to someday. <laughs> but um, so she's, my oldest is so scared to go out and dance on stage and I am just, it's killing me, Heather. I'm sure. She has the most beautiful feet. She has the feet that I never had. Like she points her foot and it's just. That arch. She's got that arch and that toe point. And so I think, you know, I'm hoping, praying once this uh, pandemic is over, we've talked a lot about it again. I'm like, do you think you could be brave enough to like try to go back to dance class? And she's like, yeah, but she's also really into gymnastics. So I'm, I'm oh fine. As long as it's something, I'm like, you don't have yeah. to follow in mommy's footsteps, but I just really want to try to find like their thing. Their thing. Yeah. And that's, it's kind of stressful as a mom. I don't know if you find that. Yes. No, I'm right there. I totally understand. Cause I feel like I, I, I want her to try a bunch of different things to see right. if something sticks. And for the longest time, it seems like, like nothing is like I'm, I grew up playing soccer. I grew up as a competitive cheerleader. You wouldn't know it now based on my, hey, my big booty, but like, <laughs> but like I actually was a, com- a competitive cheerleader and I was a collegiate awesome. soccer player. So for me, I'm like, Oh, let's try it. Soccer, maybe a little bit of dance. She likes going to her dance class, but she mostly likes it for the social aspect of it. So she can hang out with her friends and like, say hello. Um, she's not, that's great. She hasn't really been bit by the, um, dance bug or the gymnastics bug or the anything but watching TV bug really. So that's so like stressful as a mom. I feel like, I don't know. Like I feel like it's stressful because I see occasionally I'll see other kids who are like, um, concert pianists at the age of four. And I'm like, we failed. I'm like, we 
we've already failed her. Like this kid is competing at a national level at piano and he's five years old. Um, Thank so, you. I feel so validated. And right then now. my husband's like, Hey, just remember that's like a one off deal, like super random, you know, and that kid has probably been playing piano since he's six months old, you know? So I feel like there's, I feel the same way. Like I want to help her find her thing. I just don't know what that is. And, um, and I'm the same way. I'm okay. If she's not interested in acting and it's okay. If yep. she doesn't have the same passions I do, I just want her to be passionate about something, something other than something. the television. Yes. Give yes. me something. Yes. Um, and, and unfortunately, and fortunately for my oldest one, for Zeta, she has found like Minecraft, which oh, also it's not Minecraft. like, that yeah. typical for you know, isn't minecraft have a coding world. element to it so isn't there a it's little that. bit of okay yes. yeah and then building and things like that and so in the beginning i was kind of panicking because i was just like i don't want your thing to be video games that's not good <laughs> you know that's not healthy like we got to get some exercise <laughs> and some sunshine but um <laughs> listen i'm we're all in the same boat i'm right there with you we do a lot of video games over here okay so yeah. i'm glad that that i'm not alone in this not. And my feelings, but she actually, she really is phenomenal at it. And she's like, mom, I want to be like a YouTuber. And I'm just like, where in the world did you get this? Okay. Like, yeah, let's and, and I feel bad because I don't want to, what if my parents would have crushed my dreams when I said yeah. like, I'll be a famous triple threat. So it, it was kind of one of those parenting moments where my instinct was to be like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like took a big breath and I was like, okay, well then, you know, how can we help her along in that journey, but mm -hmm. also find, you know, I still wanted to find something else, but luckily I feel like, yeah, this last year pre-pandemic, I feel like for Zeta, it, I think it's going to be gymnastics. She's really, really strong and loves monkey bars and swinging and things like that. So I think that's going to be hers. And then Letty, my little Letty, I think hers, I, she's got the dance book. She's got, she's got she's it. Got it. She's oh, got it. I love that. That's so cute. And, and God bless her beautiful teachers that have to deal with that energy. I'm so excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely Are they doing it over Zoom or are they doing in class um, stuff in Utah? So yeah, they have been doing it um, over Zoom up until this point, and then now everyone's kind of gone back, and uh, I'm refusing to do Are that. You still so. Yeah, yeah, I'm not doing oh. that game. We're very quarantined up in here, and um, my oldest is at least going back to school, but they're doing it on a hybrid schedule. Oh, so, the hybrid schedule. Yeah, so she only goes those two days, mm -hmm. and luckily her school, yay, round of applause, is just like hardcore like you do not step onto that property without a mask um checks all that stuff I'm checks, sure. yeah. yeah far distanced for lunch so that's the only reason i decided to finally send her because yeah we you know i have a blood clotting disorder genetic thanks mom <laughs> <laughs> and i gave it to zeta so you're welcome oh, zeta no. And so we are, you know, high risk because COVID loves to also clot your blood. So yes. that would make double whammyers. Yeah. So you just okay. have to be like hyper aware and super yes. careful. I know out here, um, <clears throat> our school district is not going back at all. No hybrid or nothing. Everything's still virtual. So my daughter's been in our dining room for months. It's um, so 
it's she hasn't seen her yeah she hasn't seen her friends like it's been so bad I feel so bad for her she's had like almost no social interaction with other kids her age and yep. and for a, she's social butterfly so it's been really hard for her oh that's hard that's like my letty yeah. my younger one is very social so, so hard it, I see it yeah I see it it's so sad I see it impacting these kids and it's mm-hmm. like what do you do like we're just in a rock and a, in between a rock and a hard place yeah we just we have to sort of write it out I mean I told you know we tell her all the time like and I'm sure she has no concept of it and I have to remind myself of this too like this is just a moment in time this isn't forever I'm not gonna have to we're not gonna have to live this way forever um we're gonna look back in 20 years and be like god do you remember 2020 how crazy that was and we were all like in our houses and we had to wear masks all the time like it's just a moment in time and generations before us have had similar types of things um not exactly the same obviously but similar types of experiences and we all just have to go through it um but i yeah yeah. i i I think that's perfectly said what a smart thing to tell you know to tell this generation and tell these kids it is it really is this too will tell this too shall pass yeah and um yeah it's just a small sacrifice for a small time when you're in it it feels like freaking forever but it is actually just a small time. And I feel like in the end, it's actually been a really incredible teaching opportunity for our kids to teach mm-hmm. them to, you know, think outside of themselves and to protect others and to, you know, I think you can look at things two ways. You can either be like, this is awful, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to wear a mask, yada, yada. Or you can think of it as this great opportunity to, you know, teach them about kindness and protecting the weak and exactly and things like that so that's how we've kind of addressed it in our home and being on that immunocompromised side you really (laughs) you really get it and you really appreciate those who who care yeah we've had many moments where you know she's had like breakdowns because you know I say hey we can go in to to that place if everyone's wearing a mask and then people walk in without their masks on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, sorry, honey, we just can't do that. And she's can't like, risk it. why do they just not care about us? Why do they Aww. just, we've been forgotten, you know? Like, and I'm like, oh, baby girl, it's not, I see how you feel that way. Yeah. But anyways, uh, that's a whole nother song and dance. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I totally get that. Um, well, I want to talk to you about like, where do you see your career going right now? Like, what is your dream situation? You've been in like, you know, the biggest movies, um, I'm sure uh, to like that defined an entire generation. Um, I would love to know, like, what is your ideal situation as far as the next career move? And are you still auditioning regularly? I assume that you are. Um, what do you want to do? (laughs) Great question. Um, so I am still auditioning. Um, my Mm -hmm. manager is still in LA and thank goodness keeps me connected that way. Um, and I'm working also on music. That's always been a part of my life. And obviously being in high school musical, I, I, you know, I, I can kind of sing. <laughs> you totally can sing. <laughs> so no, like music has always been a passion of mine too. So we're dabbling into that. And then obviously the acting is still always a thing and always will be. Um, but, you know, social media, like we talked about earlier, is just kind of taken off for me. And I feel like it's such a gift right now in mm-hmm. my life because right now my babies are young Mm -hmm. and the other part of my dream was to always be a mom. And so they are 
my main focus and and where my the, mo the majority of my attention needs to be. Um, but then social media is this great thing I can still do and be a stay at home mom and still be with them and still help with homework and all those wonderful things. So I feel like this is my time for that, you know, for the social media yeah. aspect and to build my brand. And I think we're going to start doing some merch. Yeah. Merch. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I've always been very, sorry, I'm a Gemini girl. So when you ask a question like that, it's like, well, I have like five different branches, you know, that <laughs> I have like, many things <laughs> that I want to work on. But, um, I have always been into fashion and, um, you know, dressing well for your body type. Mm. My mother used to bless her heart. She used to have to sew all my dance costumes and, Aww. and, you know, rig them with like body shapewear underneath and things like that. Mm. So I've always been very, very passionate about that, that I've always wanted to start my own um, body shapewear line that oh, actually that. works for plus size women. Yes. Um, yeah. Because as you know, many of the shapewear lines, ironically, do not. Do not hold do not our shape. Size. Yes. Which is really kind They're of They're not made for all shapes. <laughs> yeah. Which doesn't make sense. I'm like, okay. Um, so I would like to, I've always wanted to do that. And to then to branch into, you know, my own fashion line. Awesome. And so a little bit of everything, you know? A little bit of everything. Well, good. I mean, that's what you should do. You know, like there's, I never want to like retire or get to the end of my life and think, oh, I should have, would have, could have. There was something I should have yeah. done or would have done exactly. that I didn't do. So it's like, why not just jump in and do everything I can do now? Exactly. And, you know, I feel like a lot of times we pigeonhole ourselves into like, oh, this is, this is my, my only talent and my only gift. And it's like, no, like we're so multifaceted as human yeah. beings and we have so many like you know, strengths and weaknesses. And so I'm like, yeah, I want to do the fashion and I want to still stay acting. As far as acting goes, I, girl, I am gunning. Like I want to be in a period piece so bad. Oh, like, yes. Do you want to be like a wench or do you? Yes, girl, I do. <laughs> let's course that Give me that corset. Let, <laughs> and let's like do, like there's all these great shows. I love that you said lately. that. Like the queen and like all these wonder. I just all like, I love history. Yes. And so. <gasps> Me too. I'm a huge history nerd. I love yay. to read. Like I love the Tudor um, history. Like. Yes. The queens of England. Uh, you know, uh, I love that. And my husband, is, I've told him all the time, every time I'm like, oh my God, I want to be in a period piece so bad. Cause I want to wear one of those awesome bustiers and gowns and like, yes. it just would be so amazing. Like, come on. Well, let's Heather, start it. Let's create. write one for ourselves. Let's do it. Let's we'll just, just do it. We'll just, yes. we'll just I, write our own characters and we just will. be wenchy. Oh, dude, yes. I will wench it up with you anytime. Heather. Let's do this. I love that. Okay, so I have to ask one more question or my friend Justine will kill me. Do you still talk to the cast of High School <laughs> Musical? She's a huge fan and she almost passed uh -huh. out when I told her I was talking to you. Um, but she wants to know specifically, do you talk to, um, the cast of High School Musical still? So. Well, first of all, hello, Justine. And I love <laughs> you. And thank you for being a diehard fan. That makes my heart so happy. Um, yes, 
thank goodness, once again, thank goodness for social media because I feel like before this time, um, it was really hard. You'd work on projects with people and then everyone yeah. moves on to their different projects and it's really hard to keep in contact with each other. But now it's like, you know, we're all on Instagram and seeing each other's posts and supporting each other and things like that. So I absolutely do keep in contact with um, probably the majority of the cast. Um, but I definitely have like my, you know, my peeps You're that are like definitely like I'm closer with like Monique, Monique mm -hmm. Coleman. I, oh my gosh, I can't, oh, I can't say enough about that beautiful woman. Like she is always busy advocating for something and building up the youth and like, she's like mini Oprah. I love her so much. <laughs> She is like next in line in my mind. So, um, and we talk a lot. She came to my house for Sundance and that was oh, so cool. fun. And my girls call her Aunt Momo. So Aww. we're incredibly close. So she would definitely be my, my bestie from, from this show, but. I yep. love that. That's so cool. Well, I wish that you um, were still here in LA. I know you visit every once in a while. So promise me maybe the next time you come out, if you have time, we'll go, we'll grab a coffee, we'll grab a cocktail, whatever. And then uh, as long as it's safe, <laughs> as long as we can do it in a safe way outdoors, um, because I would love to hang out and um, you're such a joy and such a light. And like I said, I love watching your dances. It's very inspiring. I'm going to try to duet you on some things and see how I do. Um, but um, yeah, I'm so grateful for you taking the time to talk with me. It's really been a pleasure. Oh, thank you, Heather. And I will absolutely, not, not if I can make time for you, I will promise and absolutely make time for you. I can't wait to give you a big hug. And I'm so sick of uh this pandemic yes so over, <laughs> and so over it <laughs> let's just pray that it's all over and i can come hang out and we can just mom veg together and watch I our children run <laughs> yes i would absolutely love that that would be so great well thank you again i appreciate it please tell your husband that you're free to do tiktoks now <laughs> you're available for, you're available for the tiktoks <laughs> all right heather well thank you so much for having me on and i love that I'm sure I'll see you on TikTok and Instagram and we'll keep in touch, my friend. Absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for me. Remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. Mama funny. Balls.